0: hey everybody this is atkins and this is adam and we're bringing you another episode of kyo cinema and we are back on track um kind of uh we 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 Muddled the schedule a bit trying to squeeze the Broly movies together. D- really, just to get done with the Broly movies. After the first one, uh, the second two, like, if you listened, you know, like, they're just not, yeah. they're, they weren't good. You um, we make a bit of a palate cleanser. This week, though, I think a little bit. And
1: I kind of like the way we did this, too, because I feel like Bio Broly is supposed to sort of be this like sci fi horror movie that just didn't do super great. But then we were watching Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans, which is really kind of super sci fi horror ish as well. I think
0: it is a bit um, I would. So we'll go ahead and just put this out there. There are multiple versions of Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans or Plan to Eradicate the Super Saiyans,
1: which we didn't know until like last minute.
0: Right, and so we we watched the version that was the English version that came out in like 2008, Um, 2010. It was on a video game, Um, uh, Raging Blast 2, I think it was called. Yeah. And uh, that was a more succinct version. They cut out some stuff to make it a a tighter package, I guess. Maybe space was a consideration on the game discs. Um, I don't really know, but the original version is two parts that you can watch on YouTube uh, for free um together they're over an hour um and there's a lot more to them and it's a much better presentation absolutely. and absolutely the the horror stuff that you were talking about i think comes through much more clearly in the original version than it does in the like compressed version that they i mean the the second version that they uh put out in that raging blast 2 was like completely reanimated completely rescripted the whole shebang um, yeah they but, even
1: like moved things around as far as the script goes so
0: yeah. Now there is an awful, like if the two movies, the original and uh, the Raging Blast version are uh, a Venn diagram, there's a ton of overlap.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: But the stuff that doesn't overlap um, and that is uh, attributed to the original version really is like once you watch the original, especially if you watch the, the remake first you'll be like, why in the world did they change this at all? That was my um, thought
1: too. The whole time I was rewatching the original, I was like, why did they decide to change anything? They should have just put this on the disc. Like yeah. the animation is good. I, I, like yeah. a lot better than the, the remake version, I
0: thought. Absolutely. There was um, some pretty good humor in it as well that I think is completely lacking from the compressed version. Uh, and the compressed yeah. version is snappy. Like it feels like you're, yeah. it's
1: just over and done, and you're like, "Whoa!" Like they don't have any lead up to it. It's just kind of like, "Boom!" Big villain, bad guy, go take him out. We're done. Cool. Bigger bad guy. Awesome. Movie's over, and it's like, "Whoa!" Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, and some things that'll leave you like cocking eyebrows in the compressed version are explained and even shown better in the original. Yeah. Like the actual creation of Hachiok and like what in the world the like the little gas cloud bad guys were and all that stuff that gets explained in the original and in the new one it's just, just like they're gas people yeah, and that, then that's it like you don't get any explanation for why it is that they are who they are and how they work and like in the end of the compressed version it's just like this machine inexplicably turns in Hachiok but that's not at all really what happens in the original version so it's just
1: Mind-blowing
0: why they changed it.
1: It's wild. Well, before we jump into this, and in Kaio Cinema fashion, we're getting a bit ahead of ourselves, but I think you can pretty much tell what we think of these. Uh, I wanted to mention that it's a big week, not necessarily for Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, but uh, My Hero Academia Vigilantes had its last chapter released, and I can't read it because we're like 10 chapters behind right now.
0: I know. I think that there's been some discussion about it in our Discord, um, very courteously hidden behind spoiler tags. But yeah, it's going to be another Light month and a half, two months before we are to that place. And I know like, I've had to not be on the Almighty Podcast's Twitter feed this week for, for that reason. People are talking you. about it left and right.
1: Oh, I bet. I bet. And we, I've seen some incredible artwork out there that I don't think was spoilerish. I just saw some awesome <laughs> artwork out there. People are really celebrating the end of this. So I'm excited. Uh, if you were reading that and you want a podcast where we talk about My Hero Academia, go check out Almighty Podcast. It's Adkins and I just breaking down the show. We don't read the My Hero Proper manga, uh, but while the show has not been running, we've been reading Vigilantes, and it's been a lot of fun. And, and in times like I've almost enjoyed Vigilantes more than I have My Hero Proper.
0: I would agree. the The highs of Vigilantes have matched or excelled beyond the highs of My Hero Proper um, in more than on more than one occasion. Absolutely. Uh, but also, I mean, to be fair, Vigilantes has had some. Mind numbing lows at times too. But and, but, and we're honest about that. We don't, we're not Pollyanna about what we consume. True. Uh, I mean, if you're listening to Kyle Cinema and you've been paying attention to movie ratings that we leave, you know that for an absolute <laughs> fact.
1: Yeah. And we're hitting this weird part too where like all the movies are starting to blend together. So I don't know about you, but watching them back to back exposes a lot of issues with the DBZ movies that I feel like if we spaced it out more, we probably wouldn't pick up on.
0: Yeah, definitely. And what's interesting too is like, the things that we're covering today aren't considered movies. They're con- and they're not even considered like specials, which is what episode of Bardock was, or um, it was it not episode, uh, history of Bardock.
1: History of Bardock was like an OVA. Episode of Bardock was a special, I think.
0: Yeah, so but these, these are these OVAs. Yeah, this, this is the first and second OVAs for Dragon Ball, according, according to the internet, at least. Gotcha. Uh, the other ones were like History of Trunks. That was a, a, a considered a TV special. These are actually listed as OVAs. That makes sense. Interesting.
1: Well, why don't you say uh, we hop on in to plan to eradicate the Saiyans? Uh, do you know the release date? Because I don't.
0: I do. It was the original version, not the compressed version, was released on July 23rd, 1993, Um, And the English version that remastered, compressed, uh, highly edited and reanimated uh, version came out in 2010 on uh, the Raging Blast 2 video game disc. It's like you bought the game and you got this OVA for Frizzle.
1: Nice. Nice. That's what they actually paid for. They don't know it yet, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) the complete retooling of something that was perfectly fine and shouldn't have been messed with. Yes, absolutely.
1: Well, as far as the timeline goes, it really seems like this could take place right before the Cell games. It's kind of another one of those like somewhere in between, I would guess. Although I personally think that it would have been really cool if this had taken place during the Cell games and like in the midst of them fighting these These aliens come back to take revenge on the Saiyans, and they identify Cell as a Saiyan because he has
0: Saiyan cells in him. Oh, that's interesting. That would have been
1: a really cool take on this, Uh, but they didn't do that, so that's okay.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I was thinking that what you were going to say was it would have been cool to have Cell come back as one of the little gas cloud dudes. No,
1: I mean, that would make sense if it took place after the Cell game. Right. Uh, But I like the idea of Cell having been identified as a Saiyan and then them almost having to team up or even better yet, it would have been crazy if this if this was canon, if this was a TV show. I know I'm getting ahead of myself. This would have happened during the Cell games and Hachiak would have ended up killing Cell and he would have been the big bad guy and made everyone be like, oh, my gosh, like this dude's way more powerful than Cell and we could barely take him on.
0: Yeah, that would have been a much more interesting presentation as it is. The Hachiok villain in this is one and done. He's barely ever talked about. He shows up in a couple of video games. I know he's, a, he's got a card or two, maybe, in dock and battle. Um, but he's, I mean, it, he's an easy, this, this whole OVA, in my opinion, ha, would have been really easy and understandable for you to have been completely unaware of. Which is unfortunate because it's, it's okay. Like, it's very it's very Dragon Ball Z, especially the original. Uh, yeah, the, the original the, um,
1: really follows that Dragon Ball Z formula, doesn't it?
0: Yeah, and and I thought that I thought you know, if if we were going to parse our ratings for this like we did uh one of the earlier movies where it was like the Japanese I would rate higher than the English one. Um the original one I would definitely rate higher, like significantly higher than yes. the compressed video game version for in sure. Fact, and the video game version is still animated. It's not a video game like cutscene looking kind of thing, but
1: But just, in the original that out there But in the original, they do this kind of cool video game thing where like when they transition between cutscenes, it's like a video game, like heads up screen on like a Dragon Ball radar. I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah. And the reason that is, is because um, Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans came out as kind of this like visual guide for a game that was called Dragon Ball Z Side Story Plan to Eradicate the Saiyans. Oh and so neat. that's where those that's where those visuals are actually lifted from. It was almost like a walkthrough of uh the, the game itself. It's kind of a cool idea. And that game was the first Dragon Ball Z or Dragon Ball game, I would guess, that uh deviated was like entirely separate from the anime or the manga itself. It's like in wholly new material. Gotcha. It it was eventually, I think, turned into no, this one wasn't the manga one. Um, the second one that we'll talk about, uh, yo San Goku and Friends Return, that one was eventually um, adapted into manga. I don't think this one was. I don't
1: think this one was either, because I know I've read the manga for yo San Goku and Friends Return. Uh, well, let's do this for this movie, since there's kind of these two versions. Uh, we don't have forever to talk about them. And frankly, I think we'd both probably rather talk about yo San Goku and Friends Return. Agreed. Let, let's talk about some high-level points and then kind of discuss the differences between them. Does that sound good? Sure. So, effectively, the intro is relatively the same. In both instances, we get introduced to this doctor that effectively wants to seek revenge on the Saiyans. Now, depending on which version you watch, you either get the full backstory and you find out that he is one of the Tuffles, who were the alien race that originally owned or lived on Plant, Planet, Planet, Plant, Planet, 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 Plant. And the Saiyans show up and obviously take over. They kill all the Tuffles in the remake. We get pretty much the whole story here where they explain that in this version, his name is Dr. Lychee. He has created this machine that harbors hate and revenge, and it creates these like weird blob creatures. And those are the creatures going after the Saiyans on Earth. Whereas in the original version, we don't necessarily get that. Uh, We see his like what they call ghost warriors or himself. He's also a ghost warrior activating these like ghost warrior egg pod things and sicking them on planet earth. So we don't get that full background. We kind of get the aftermath first in the original.
0: Yeah. And it's, uh, the Tuffles are a race that some might be familiar fi- uh, familiar with if they were, um, bold enough to have watched Dragon Ball GT. Um, they are the race responsible for the creation of baby, the,
1: Oh, I didn't uh, realize Parasitic
0: that. life form. Mm.
1: Mm-hmm. That's
0: interesting. Yeah, same same group of folks. They were highly advanced. Uh, it looks—I didn't look into this, but it, the way that they talked about the Tuffles is that they're highly advanced technologically speaking. And Vegeta and so,
1: to that too in this.
0: Yeah, and so they—they they were. It looked to me like they were saying that they were responsible for the Scouter uh, technology as well, because all the Tuffles, while they were getting stomped on by the Uzarus um, at the beginning of the compressed version, were wearing Scouter-like devices, at least.
1: Now, there is one huge difference, too, with this backstory of the Tuffles being taken over by the Saiyans, because in the original version, Vegeta makes a comment near the end. As if the Tuffles enslaved the Saiyans, and the Saiyans were kind of these dumb, like, monkey-brained idiots that eventually kind of evolved and became smart enough to overthrow their, their owners, effectively, is what he alluded to. Whereas in the remake, Vegeta's just straight up like, yeah, we landed and my dad killed everyone. <laughs> right, so, right. like, there's a huge difference there, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, we. so in the compressed version, you jump forward several years because the Doctor was able to successfully launch the Hachiok device, this grudge, I think he calls it a grudge, ampli- amplification device or something like that.
1: Amplification device, yeah. Yeah,
0: and it seems to, like, it it aggregates angry feelings, bitter feelings and resentments towards the Saiyans, and it kind of pulls them all together, I guess stores them in those balls. Um, and so he's waited for it to accumulate to a point that um, it had enough power within it to make, I guess, the Shadow Warriors that it creates powerful enough, or Hachiok, the final evolution of this thing strong enough um and so over the course of those years as saiyans continued to be uh you know a hated race um then that i guess those that those angry nasty we hate you uh, insert racial monkey slur uh feelings all aggregated and and he's like okay i got enough now to do this thing to actually kill all the uh, kill off all the saiyans
1: Yeah. And in the remake, the dark planet that he's on, that's kind of been created by Hachiak just appears outside of Earth all of a sudden. And like the city starts getting wrecked and Gohan and Goku appear over a capsule corp. Bulma is investigating this gas that they call Destron gas in both uh, versions, and effectively it's going to kill everybody in 70 days. So they've got to go save the world. And she tells them, like, hey, for some reason, Piccolo and Goku, you don't really seem to be affected by this Destron gas, which is weird. And then, yeah, they are. It, I don't yeah. know. It made no sense. <laughs> yeah, uh, they
0: say that and then they do the exact opposite with it. Yeah. And <laughs> they like, made what? it
1: seem like in the remake, it's like, oh, you're you're not going to be as affected by it because you're not human. But then when they get over to the machine that's creating it and it starts pumping out more, all of a sudden it starts working. So that was weird. Whereas in the original version, King Kai shows up to tell Goku and Gohan, like, hey, some bad stuff's going down. You need to go help this out. And they end up with Dende and Popo. And Popo explains to them that there are like four locations around the world where these machines are creating this destron gas, effectively one in each like kind of like a a climate region, you could say. So there's like a desert and like a tropical island. And then there's uh, like a frozen area and there's a few more places, I think. Uh, And in the midst of this, they get attacked by these monsters and their key doesn't work, which is like a really interesting concept. The fact that they can't do like key blasts, although they can go Super Saiyan, which I didn't really like. I'm like, eh. I feel like they use key to go Super Saiyan. So if you can't do a key blast, you shouldn't be able to go Super Saiyan. But that's besides the point. The idea of them not having that ability I thought was really neat. Uh, so they effectively have to go to each location, take out these machines without having their key while also fending off all these alien races. Now, in the remake, they just go to like the final place that's displayed in the original, which is uh, basically the West Capitol. I think they call it like Tanagra Tower or something like that. Um, and it's kind of crazy because once they're there, the big villains show up. And this happens in both where effectively... Frieza, Cooler, Turles, and Slug are all resurrected. Uh, Now, in the original, there are these ghost warriors. In the remake, they're these, like, sludge monsters?
0: Yeah, yeah. So, in the remake, they they form from gas. And I think that that's the explanation in the original, too. Um, But there's no... There's not a great explanation. It's basically like, yeah, they hated y'all. Like in the original, they each took a time apart, each of those villains, to be like, yeah, this is why I hate the Saiyans. Yeah. And some of them are obvious. Turles, though, what? Like, I was like, wait, hold on. Well, he says
1: something like, (laughs) I hate Saiyans because I was killed by one.
0: Yeah, Yeah, but it just seems strange (laughs) to me that a race that is bent on destroying the Saiyans would also utilize one in a weird way. Like, that just seemed like a weird call.
1: I did like, too, though, that in the original, Slug warns Piccolo, like, hey, you're Namekian, and I've got nothing against you. But if you choose to side with them, I will fight you. Whereas in the remake, he's just like, I'm only here for the Saiyans and then starts beating up on Piccolo. It's like, right, what? Right. What? OK.
0: So <laughs> there's all these fights break out where um, Goku versus Cooler, Trunks versus Frieza, Piccolo versus Slug and Gohan versus Turles and then Vegeta versus... Nobody. He he's just disappears for this entire fight. Yeah. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing. He's and I just hate gone.
1: That he didn't even mention anything about Cooler? Like, who the hell is that?
0: You know what I mean? I,
1: I mean yeah. I guess he had to Cooler had to have been mentioned at some point in time, but I don't know. The other thing too that I really liked from the original that they didn't do in uh the remake, so in the remake, all of the warriors are kind of just together at Capsule Corp. But in the original, like go it's basically like an adventure for Gohan, Goku, and right. Piccolo. And then near the end with that last battle uh, Vegeta and Trunks show up like, hey, we felt your power. We knew something was up. Do you need some help? Which is kind of how I always imagined that would work anyways. Yeah. Like there are all these times like when the cooler fight happened. Why was Vegeta not there? He had to have known something was happening like that. It's not like they can't sense power. So I don't know. I really liked that touch in the original. That's exactly how I imagine that dynamic always playing out.
0: I agree. There's some interesting uh, dynamics at play in in these uh, in this particular fight too. Um, so a little bit of trivia: this is the only time in anything outside of a video game that Frieza and Cooler are shown interacting with one another. Uh huh. Um, it's also the first film where Vegeta and Gohan fight Frieza while they're Super Saiyans. They both fought him on Namek. Neither one of them had achieved that form at the time. Um, and then it's also the first and only time that Future Trunks and Vegeta encounter Turles and Lord Slug. Um, and Future Trunks. This is the only time he sees cooler again inside of, uh, you know, this, this, these string of movies slash OBA. So there's a lot of like first time encounters. So there's moments where, uh, like Goku and Gohan are reacting to people like Gohan's like, Oh no, there's Tirlus and didn't my dad kill him, you know? And then there are other, there's opposite reactions where Trunks is standing around going, who's this person, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny.
1: I really would have liked to have seen Vegeta comment on Tirlus. Because he had to know him somehow, right? Or at least have heard of him if he was some kind of great banished Saiyan or something.
0: Or even if he had no idea who he was, he he was in Saiyan armor and had his tail, and so he could have just and been like, who is this? Looks Who's just this
1: like Goku. He didn't even yeah. mention that. He could have been like, bro, who is this?
0: Yeah, like, Why true. does he look like you? <laughs> well, the fights break out and every time the good guys manage to kill a bad guy, then they reform because they're just gaseous entities and the the little gas-producing machine hasn't been blown up yet. Um, he tr- Vegeta tries to blow it up, but it has some sort of shield. Uh, and then the, I guess the gas starts to affect everyone, including the people that Bulma said that it wouldn't. And that begins to sap their strength and makes them immobilize. So the baddies get an upper hand, but then Bulma swings in with this neutralizing agent for the gas. So then everybody gets their key back immediately for some reason, like instantly. Uh, and they're able to finish off the bad guys because the machine is, uh, she throws some of the Hoi Poi capsules down in there. Which I thought was strange, like, you can fit a house into a Hoi Poi capsule, right? Why, would she, why did she have to release so many of them little canisters to release the agent? Like, it could have just been, like, two or three to cover giant swaths of, of the atmosphere, right? But they only put out, like, a fart's worth of gas, basically, yeah. when they popped. I was like, what? What? The capacities on those things are not being well represented in this particular OVA.
1: I agree. I thought that was a really weird thing to have take place too. like, especially since in the original, they kind of explain the defeat of these villains away by explaining like King Kai tells Goku, I think that they're ghost warriors. And so they end up trying to kill these individuals off the same way they killed them originally, which seems to be the trigger to to keeping them dead. Effectively, whereas in the remake, it's like, oh, well, Obama saved save the day. We're going to come in and beat everybody now because all of a sudden the gas is gone and we're way more powerful, I guess. Yeah. Or maybe they can't regenerate because the gas is gone. And then there's this kind of weird transition where like they beat everybody in both versions. And in the remake, they just go to the new dark planet and like go into the second half of the movie. Whereas in the original, there was this whole explanation of like, oh, well, he's on the dark planet. This Dr. Raichi is what I think he's named in the original. And it's like way at the end of the universe. So they have to get in a capsule Corp ship, just like they're going to Namek. But later on, Goku is able to instant teleport. So why he didn't (laughs) do that first, maybe there's no power signature to lock onto, But that doesn't make sense because King Kai mentions that it's like one of the most strongest keys he's ever felt.
0: So but I, that was when Hachiak was, like, coalescing, though. But he notices them at the beginning of the
1: movie, too. Like, he, he notices that there's danger happening. So yeah, that's he, true. So I would think that if he can sense where this doctor is out on this planet, then Goku could have used that through King Kai like he has before. Like, we've yeah. seen that a bunch. So I, I do say know. that the, It was a fun gag.
0: Yeah, and one of the things that I really missed in the compressed version versus the original was uh, the the adventure bit where... They were going to those different climates like you were talking about. Yeah. Because those little fights, I mean, they were little throwaway fights. Um, But but there was one really funny one with Piccolo where he goes to this place and the little gas creature there protecting one of the little gas machines has laid all these landmines in this cave. And he's like, ha, you can't get to me or you'll die trying or whatever. And then Piccolo just floats <laughs> yeah, 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 and it freaks the guy out. I don't know how he missed the fact that he knew who Piccolo was. He used his name, um, but didn't know that he could fly. And so he freaks out and ends up stepping on one of the landmines themselves and blows the whole place up. It was really funny.
1: I feel like he even makes a joke about like, wow, I didn't expect this guy to be such an idiot that it would solve itself or, yeah, or something yeah. like that. It was funny.
0: It yeah. was pretty good. That they, was a good that was a good like and it's only like 60 seconds, but it was so much fun to watch.
1: They do this weird thing in the original, too, when they're in that spaceship or like it shows them approaching the dark planet and then like the planet releases some energy or something and they get wrecked. And like th- there's this moment where you're like, oh, no, are they all going to get hurt in this spaceship crash? But then they just survive. And the narrator's like, they survived. And the, yep. <laughs> the ship lands and it's not even damaged anymore. So, like, someone went through the time to animate it getting messed up. And then someone else just corrected it. And and so Goku and Vegeta are just randomly, like, on this planet trying to find this doctor. And trying to escape from these random ghost creatures. And they just find this huge spacious room. That's literally what happens. Like, Go- it just transitions to Goku smashing through a window and being like, hmm... This room is spacious.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's in the compressed version. This scene is kind of strange because they they arrive, they get the lowdown from uh, Doctor Lychee, um, and he says that he he himself has returned as it goes through the power of this Grudge amplification device. And so uh, I think Piccolo says something like, "I see, that's how you brought back Frieza and the others." And I was like. In my notes, I just have, I don't see. I don't see why that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah, right. So then Goku does the Goku thing where he's just like, well, stop it. And Laiji's like, nah, man, I'd, I'd hoped you died quietly in the gas. And I was like, why? If your plan is to, like, get revenge on the Saiyans, not being able to, like, kill them yourself or watch them die, seems like a not very vengeful kind of plan.
1: I don't know. I actually kind of like that about him because it, it's not like the typical villain that messes up because they have to do it themselves. Or, like, they have to be so involved that they're the downfall of their own plan. This was just a villain that was like, no, I want the Saiyans dead. I don't care how it happens.
0: Yeah, that's true. There was a a certain measure of potential efficacy in his plan. Yeah, like, he didn't want to have to do it
1: himself. He just wanted them dead. He didn't care how it happened.
0: Well, he says at this point, since they're there, that he's going to go ahead and finish them off himself. And they attack. Everybody does. But they're repulsed by this barrier, which he says is impenetrable. So of course the guys immediately penetrate it because and
1: not only is that, but they immediately penetrated doing exactly what they just did that failed.
0: Right, right. So. <laughs> but a uh, Kamehameha does finally bust it apart and uh, Vegeta does a final flash and that kills Lychee sort of. Um, And in the compressed version, at least the one that I watched on YouTube, Vegeta, after he does his final flash and sees that Lychee has been killed, he says nighty night. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's also this awesome
1: moment, too, where in the original version, at least, there's this whole scene between Goku and Vegeta where Vegeta's like, I'm going to kill this guy. Like, you don't get to take this kill from me. And in the remake, they don't they don't say that. But it makes this scene so much better because Vegeta finally gets the kill. And that's kind of been an ongoing joke forever that he never gets the kill. You know what I mean? And it's true. It's
0: continued in the next movie. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I just I like the fact that that actually took place. And in the original, it's great because like they kill him. Credits roll. Everyone's like, hey, the Destron machines are destroyed. You can come on home. And so I was like, oh, wow, this is that was a weird 15 minutes for it to just kind of end. And the YouTube video had like 15 more minutes. So I was like, "Okay, what happens here? Well, the Dr. Raichi comes back and, and is revived. And then all of a sudden just explodes again. And the movie continues on. Whereas in the remake, they never do that like fake cut, which I thought was kind of like, I get it. But it was fun to have that there.
0: Yeah, there was almost like a mid like a mid roll credits or something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Because I, I had the same thought. I was like, so is Hachiak not even in this thing? Right. Uh, but he is uh, because they they come back from that little uh like credit, fake out, in King Kai, this is in the in the compressed version, King Kai explains that he's never felt such a key at this point, and uh, that if it gets out, it could uh, destroy the whole North Galaxy, and some point shortly after this, Goku realizes that his power, this power that is coalescing into the creature that would be called Hachiok, uh, is even stronger than Broly.
1: Yeah. And it's pretty nuts, too, because in both versions, the moment that Hachiak is like, I'm going to say born, it's almost like this this hate machine collapses in on itself from that hate from the doctor and produces this new monster. Right. And he just wrecks face like born looks around, wrecks everyone. It's. Pretty awesome. And then it's kind of how the rest of the fight goes like the rest of these movies are the same for the most part where he just keeps wrecking everyone like they go to try to fight him and he's super fast and super strong and then he has this power up move where he like absorbs energy and will just revenge cannon. Yeah, blast you in the face with it and there's not much you can do. Uh, and then for some reason, Goku figures out the timing behind it, which I felt like didn't make a lot of sense. Uh, but he figures out the timing behind it and then uses that to his advantage and they end up winning. And that's pretty much it. Like, I, yeah, I don't know. Everybody the shoots their signature
0: move at Hachiak in the very end. You got a Kamehameha, Final Flash, a Masenko, a special beam cannon, whatever it is that Trunks does. It's not the heat dome attack. Uh It kind of looked like a Masenko. It kind of
1: does. Yeah. I really dug that last bit, though. Like the fight itself is really good. I just think the timing part was kind of strange. Uh, But outside of that, like having all of them do their big moves was really cool to see.
0: Yeah. And I thought it was funny in the compressed version. King Kai says, thanks for saving all the lives on Earth. And I just have in my notes, I'm not sure that they did. Like, because during during that movie, in the compressed version in particular, That gas is shown having killed a bunch of people before they deal with it. Like people are all, or, or in the very least they're knocked out, but that doesn't make sense because Lychee thought it was going to kill the Saiyans. So I think them them dudes are dead. And so, no, they did not save all the lives on earth. And what's really strange about it too, is in
1: both versions, Bulma has this like random number she comes up with where she's like, everyone will die in 70 days, 70 days. Turles had that planet messed up in like two hours. Like it's true with that tree. (laughs) Yeah. They need to get on the same wavelength, man. Like if the two of them had done this together, maybe they would have actually uh, succeeded. But I just thought the 70 days was a really weird long period of time for that gas to kill everything.
0: It's like uh it's kind of like that scene from the first Austin Power movie where he's driving the uh the big steamroller <laughs> yeah. and that guy's in front of it like 30 yards away and he's screaming <laughs> like he's about to be run over for like 3 minutes and he had yeah. all this time to move and he doesn't.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's great. That's true. Uh but yeah, so that's planned to eradicate the Saiyans, both versions broken down for you in about 25 minutes.
0: Yeah, and uh... Honestly, you can watch both of these for free on YouTube, um, unless you have Raging Blast, I guess. You could watch that compressed, edited, reanimated version. But the the original one is definitely worth hunting down. Um, It does have much better merits to it. Um, You know, usually editing and making something a little tighter, that sounds like a good idea. But the things that they excised, and even the quality of the animation, I would argue... Um, they, those things that they changed were, they, they were not a change for the better. I I would like to think again, that it was because of some sort of space limitation on the, uh, on the game discs, but I, I don't, I don't have any insight into that. That's what I'm hoping is the, is the reason. Cause that's the only reason why they should have had to go through that much trouble to, uh, rewrite, reanimate this whole thing. And, um, I think they
1: just made a bad decision. Like, yeah, I, Occam's razor here. They just made a bad decision yeah. <laughs> it had nothing to do with this space because that would have been Blu-ray discs. Those discs are huge. There's no way that game was that big.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. So do you want to grade these separately, like oh, the yeah. original version and the compressed version? Absolutely. OK, yeah. Um. What what do you think about the compressed one? 1. 1.5. Whoa. OK. i thought it was garbage i hated it it was like what am i like i didn't even want to watch
1: it a second time it was just so skippable nothing about it was great the animation was just okay most of the story doesn't make any sense it just felt like things happening if that makes sense yeah there's no cohesion
0: yeah i'm giving it a two i don't i'm not willing to put it down quite as low um but it's it's not good it does smack of dbz like it hits it feels very much like a dragon ball thing like there's no question about that dragon ball z movie that's what you're watching i think the original uh,
1: feels way more like a dragon ball z oh movie yeah 100
0: 100 um so what would you give the original versus the compressed version
1: man i'm struggling between a 3.5 and a four like i want to give it like a 3.75 because it's it's got the adventure aspect like the, why would they cut the the adventure of going to those four regions that was so much fun I enjoyed that almost more than seeing the big baddies again, like seeing those villains again was cool, but they got rid of them super quick. So it just kind of felt like a cheap way to have some big names in the movie. But the rest of it, I, I really liked, like I liked them going through space. I thought it was goofy, but I mean, they did the same thing with Namek and that was fun, too. And uh, there was a lot of really fun interactions between all of the the warriors that we wouldn't normally see. Like there was some kind of like slice of life stuff in there. Uh, we got Dende and Mr. Popo. Like, I don't know. It was just I felt like it made more sense. There was more cohesion. I, I enjoyed
0: it more as a whole. Uh, so,
1: yeah, I'm going to I'm going to go with three point five. I think
0: I I'm giving it a 4.5. Um, really? I thought wow. that it was, okay. I mean, remarkably better um, than the compressed version for sure. It felt a lot more like Dragon Ball Z, even than the compressed version did. Um, it was actually really fun and entertaining to watch. Yeah. I liked the little video game transitions. I like the story behind its origination as tied to that video game. Um, I thought, again, you know, Hachiok was a cool villain and he was definitely whooping everybody's behind until Goku figured out he could count to 15 and blast him. (laughs) Like that explanation is kind of weak because he, he basically says something like, uh, when he's charging up that revenge cannon that right when he fires it, that his key disappears. Like he, like his, all of his key is focused into that blast. So he has none left to defend himself. And he sorts that out because trunk trunks managed to land a kick that actually deals some damage when Hachiak is trying to fire one off at. I don't remember Gohan or Vegeta or somebody. Um, so that seemed like an awfully complicated thing to have pieced together after a, a, a single a single viewing, and it does seem very just slippery. I don't I don't know is a better way to describe that. So like that part of it kind of was was weak, but it was cool seeing all the guys do all their beams and overcome this cool looking creature it has very strong Janimba vibes with purples. Yeah. And, and pinks and greens. I mean, just a cool design. Um, It stinks that this is the most that we see of it, to be honest. So, yeah, 4.5.
1: I like that. I, I could even bump mine up to a 4. Like, I I I don't know why I'm struggling with that one. I'm going to leave it at 3.5. I, I did like <laughs> the fact that, uh like, in the original, Hachiok doesn't speak. There's no talking. He just is, like, whooping butt from beginning to end. Like, he has a purpose. That purpose is to kill the Saiyans. Uh, yep. Whereas in the remake, they did give him, like, one or two lines. And I'm like, why? Why bother?
0: Yeah, and and uh, for both of these OVAs, I I know it's true of this one for sure of uh, the plan to eradicate the Saiyans, but there has not been a dub of this uh, like an official dub.
1: One. Has there been a dub for Yosun Goku? The one I, I do found not was think so. Garbage. So I, it yeah. sounded like someone was just doing it in their home for fun.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure neither of these have gotten like a fun a Funimation dub at any point. So you're gonna have to read if you're gonna watch. But with regards to Yosun Goku and his friends' return. worth the experience.
1: Yes, I I loved this. In fact, I remember when it came out watching it and really enjoying it. It's it's a blast. Like this is such a fun OVA from the moment it starts to the moment it ends. And there's so many nice little Easter eggs. If you're a, a Dragon Ball Z or a Dragon Ball fan, there's something in this for you. And it's so cool.
0: So let's talk about Yo Son Goku and his friends return. It was originally released September 21st, 2008. Like I was in I was in college when this came out and, and apparently it was like the first new animated content for Dragon Ball Z in like almost a decade by that. Wow. Point.
1: I was a sophomore in high school when that came out.
0: Yeah, so pretty cool. I mean, like, I would imagine that if I were, um, I was big into Dragon Ball back then, but I didn't experience that 10-year gap, you know? Yeah, I didn't um, either.
1: I, I, In fact, that would have been the height of me, like, reliving all of Dragon Ball Z, because I had finally gotten the DVD set, you know? So I had all of it from beginning to end.
0: Yeah, I just imagine that if I had uh, been been alive, watched all that stuff, had that 10-year break, and then this came out, that it would be on par with the level of hype of, like, them announcing Dragon Ball Super several years ago. Totally. Like that That's an equivalent-ish kind of gap between me being way deep into Dragon Ball Z and then it coming back. So similar sentiments I would imagine were shared around that time so that would have been cool to have actually experienced that and this is really
1: a perfect little episode to kind of have that like slice of life of the z warriors and their families between z and super like nothing about this feels uh i'm going to say uncanonical is that the right word non-canonical yeah like it feels like it could fit in and i don't think it's considered canon from what i could tell i don't know if tarbles has been brought up in super I i didn't seem like it uh, but, I mean, really, like, I don't see why this couldn't be canon. Everything kind of fits nicely. It's wrapped up with a nice little bow, and it's explained pretty well as far as I'm concerned.
0: Yeah, and it's slice of life in some strange ways. The biggest and funniest to me, I think, is that there is no real threat in this movie. Like, there yeah, are, ba- there's fun. bad guys, but they let the kids do it, basically. Right, <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they're just wanting to get back to their lunch. So it's very slice of life. It doesn't have to be this like life-threatening, world-threatening, universe-threatening thing for it to be good Dragon Ball content because this is none of those things. Maybe maybe a little life-threatening. Um depending on who it is. Like I'm sure Abo and Kado could have kicked my behind left and right but like nobody in the z fighter crew was in any real danger there not uh, not really
1: yeah i think they even explained that like uh the main villain in this series is probably as strong as frieza during the frieza saga so and they've just killed boo there's no way that they any <laughs> this guy didn't pose a threat at all or these guys didn't pose a threat at all
0: yeah and they were talking about them when they were separate so I don't I think that those numbers would have had a pretty big change when they fused.
1: It couldn't be Boo level though. Uh
0: no, I well, no, I wouldn't guess so. Because Gotenks was able to hang with him pretty good. Yeah. So. Go, and
1: just regular Go Tanks. So yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: He does pop Super Saiyan at one point. Just I mean, for just
1: for show. Just to show off. Yeah. There's a lot of flashiness in this. The Saiyans have a lot of flash in this, I think.
0: Yeah. So this one does take place after Majin Buu. Um it says that the Earth enjoyed a period of peace for two years. Somewhere else, this tiny war took place, and then you see two Saiyan pods whipping through space, presumably towards Earth. Um, And then you cut to Goku, who's asking a completely valid question of Chi-Chi, which is, why are we farming if we got all this money from Mr. Satan? Because if I was Goku, I'd be asking the same thing.
1: Yeah, now that's the only non-canonical thing in my mind, because the beginning of Super has Goku actively refusing the money from Satan. Yeah. So that's the only big difference that I can think. But I, I get a kick out of this scene because he's also complaining about the fact that he'd rather be training. And being a farmer was kind of his OG training. Like, do you remember when he was under Roshi yeah. and it was just plowing fields and delivering milk with a turtle shell on his back?
0: Yeah. And this is the roots.
1: These are, these are his roots.
0: And at the beginning of Super, he trains whilst farming. <laughs> right, um, yeah. <laughs> so he makes the best of the worst situations. But Chi-Chi's explanation is basically that he just needs to learn the value of hard work like humans do. Uh, and so she makes him plant this thing called a grateful radish seed, which produces a crop almost instantly. And I thought that that was kind of funny because he's planting his his brother, like yeah. his brother's name is Raditz. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, so that was pretty funny. There that are some funny. they they have fun with some of the name puns in this in this little OVA oh, because definitely. you get a good one with um with uh, ter- uh, with uh, Tarball as well. Yeah, we, we see that uh,
1: Gohan ends up getting a call from Videl, and she's explaining that Mr. Satan has built this huge hotel, it's finally finished up, he's doing this big pre-opening gala, he wants everyone to come, and she's actually really embarrassed of him because he's so proud of defeating Boo and letting all these other people think that he's defeated Boo, even though he didn't do it. And he's aware of that, so he's wanting to throw this gala for the real heroes and have all of them come and celebrate with him. Uh, But this is kind of his way of, I guess, announcing to the public. They're like, peace times are here, you know? And So she tells Gohan, like, hey, look, we really got to have your dad here like it would mean the world, even though I am embarrassed of my father. So we get this great scene of uh, the son family sitting down to dinner and uh, Gohan brings up the fact that Goku's been invited and at first Goku's kind of like, nah, I don't think so. But he mentions that it's an all you can eat buffet and that's immediately like what? All you can eat. All right, let's do it. Uh, and yeah. I I like this scene because Goku's not in like training garb.
0: He's just yeah. in like
1: normal wear. I thought that was a cool look for him.
0: I dig the black tank top yeah. look for Goku. Like, I had that verbatim in my notes. I was like, dang, he he look he pulls that look off real totally. well. Totally, yeah.
1: Like I liked him in the the suit too when he was uh at, at the beginning of one of the Broly movies. I think. Uh
0: huh. Yeah. Yeah. Interviewing for uh Gohan school. We need
1: more Goku in regular clothing.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. he <laughs> he does spend some time in some street clothes when he's getting his driver's license too if i recall correctly That's so does true. piccolo for that matter
1: yeah i think you can get those shirts online i know i have a, a bad man shirt
0: Oh, do you? I was going to yeah. say if I was going to own a, like a, go, a a Dragon Ball Z shirt, that would be the one that I would want.
1: It's unfortunate, sort of. Uh, it's a love hate relationship because I got that shirt when I was at my heaviest and I was like three fifteen ish. So I can't wear it now because I'm like at two fifteen ish. And so it, I just like swim in it. But but I keep it for that reason, kind of, you know. <laughs> yeah. It's just a,
0: Is it a button up too?
1: Yeah, it's a full button up. Like, oh, it was what? like a hundred dollar shirt. It was expensive.
0: Yeah, that's so cool. It's
1: like Dragon Ball Z merchandise, too. It's got, like, the Toei animation, uh, you know, where the tag would be. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you can find them online. It's pretty cool.
0: Yeah, man, I might need to hunt one down. But the, the crew gets picked up in a Satan shuttle um, by uh, Videl's flying it, rounding up all the real heroes. So you got Goku, Chi-Chi, Gohan, Goten, Ox King, Roshi, Yamcha, Videl, Krillin, 18, Marin, Puar, Oolong, Launch, and Turtle all in this uh, in, in this flying vehicle. Um, there are some notable absences. Um, Tn is not in this movie outside of like the. Um, the
1: mention of him.
0: Yeah, the mention it. of him or he, I think he might have been in the introduction. Like they redid. This was actually really neat, too. They retooled the entire uh, like opening to the show to update it with like the older versions of the characters and stuff oh, like that. And it's I didn't pretty see cool. that.
1: I didn't see that. The version I watched not have an intro. That's cool.
0: Yeah, you should look it up because um, I would look it up and then also go to the like the fandom wiki for for the OVA and it'll point out all the differences that take place in the intro. It's pretty cool. That is cool. Um, But Tien and Chants don't appear in the film, uh, even though they were apparently on the poster and it was uh, they the wiki said that it was out of respect for Tien's original voice actor. Um, who had just recently like passed away right oh, before wow. this OBA had, had really um, hit the ground running, or I assume before it had been animated.
1: Wow, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that uh, they did that for that reason.
0: Because uh, I was actually shocked by that.
1: I didn't look into why, but the fact that they had launch there and not Tien, I was like, that's crazy, because we've not seen launch since Dragon Ball. And I don't think they really explained what happens to her. She's just not there at the beginning of Z.
0: And Roshi's like, yeah, she, she went away. She's she's thirsting hard after Tien, man. Anywhere he is, that's where she is.
1: Oh, that's true. I forgot she goes after Tien. There is a great scene here, too, where they kind of use Roshi like they always do. And, you know, he's trying to love up on Chi Chi, which I thought was kind of strange. I I don't know. I feel like Roshi. Nobody's safe. Yeah, no, I guess nobody's safe. That's true. But she smacks him upside the head with a cast iron skillet, which was awesome. I love that. Uh, but they fly off, they head over to the hotel, uh, and we get introduced to Hercule telling all of his like butlers and and staff like, "Hey, the people coming, they're VIPs. Treat them like so." Uh, vegeta is like leaning up against this wall that is uh, a hercule statue and bay the dog uh, that majin bu hangs out with is just peeing on the side of it it's this weird <laughs> transition scene uh, but goku approaches he's loving on the dog and then the vegeta and him decide like hey why are you dressed to spar we might as well as spar let's fight and we see bulma and chi chi like oh my gosh these guys like what are we gonna do with these guys and then they decide not to spar because they're going to eat first and they want to out eat each other, which is another moment where Chi Chi and Bulma like fall to the ground. I love that animation when they do that.
0: Yeah, there are a couple of single frame fall downs in this movie. I love that. It's such a funny, funny
1: thing to throw in there.
0: Yeah, we meet some new arrivals, other arrivals to this particular uh, buffet. You have Old Kai, Kibito Kai, uh, Yajirobe, Baba, Bubbles, Gregory, King Kai. Uh, all three of those are still dead. They have their halos, King Kai, Gregory and Bubbles. Um, dinday's there. So is Corin. And they're all seated. But they have some like weird table assignments, in my they opinion. Do I thought the table assignments were really strange? Not yeah, only but-
1: that, but for some reason, Supreme Kai seems to be in cahoots with Hercule. Like they when they interact with each other, Hercule makes it sound as if that hotel has investments from Supreme Kai somehow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I picked up on that, but that's pretty funny. But the yeah, like some of the weird table assignments, like Ox King is sitting with King Kai, Bubbles, and Gregory. Like what? Um, Gohan and Launch are seated together. Uh, And I assume Videl would be there too, but that's still like an odd pairing. He's not with the rest of his family who are all seated together. And then Piccolo and um, you have Piccolo sitting with like, I want to say it was uh, Yajirobe. I just had the DB3. So I'm assuming that that's like Yajirobe. And uh, Puar and um,
1: Yamcha. And, huh,
0: Yamcha, Yamcha, yeah. or yeah, or maybe it's not Yajurami, maybe it's just Yamcha, Puar, and Oolong. Maybe that's what I meant by DB3, but again, like that's such an odd who was in charge of the table assignments. This would be horrible if this were a wedding,
1: yeah. And I, like it was weird too because videl wasn't sat down with them at all. I have no idea why Gohan would be with launch, he doesn't even know who launch is,
0: yeah. Yeah, he's not from that era. Can you imagine if she sneezed next to him, he'd be like, "Whoa, yeah. <laughs> well, who are you?" <laughs> Wait, was she in her angry form the whole time? She no. was in blonde hair form, right? She was
1: in blue haired form the whole time. We never was saw she? the blonde hair form.
0: I gotcha. Um, so yeah, the the reporters storm this little buffet, and they're trying to ask Mister Satan about his hotel. Um, and the name is officially revealed as the Mister Satan's World Saving Defeat of Majin Bu Super Gorgeous Hotel. Um, and one of the wikis pointed out the fact that this is one of the biggest contradictions made in this particular OVA because at the end of the Boo stuff, they wished that nobody in the world would remember uh, the, the threat of Majin Boo. But here it seems like nobody's questioning who, Maj- who this Majin Boo dude is that Mr. Satan beat up on. And the press seems to be eating it alive, continuing to call him the, sec- you know, the multi, several times savior of the world and all that stuff.
1: Well, and Boo's not even in the movie.
0: Yeah. So yeah.
1: that's weird, too.
0: <laughs> oh, no, he, he's not at the lunch. He is in the movie. Is he? Um, yeah, because when Fidel is talking to Gohan uh, on her little go-go gadget watch.
1: Oh, yeah, that's right. He's chasing Bay throughout the house, isn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. He's chasing the dog or they're cleaning the floors. One of or those something. two things. But like, so, yeah, he doesn't he's, he's show back up there. Yeah, that's weird. Not. That's because you feel like
1: they emphasize later in Super that he is like training under Hercule. So it would make sense that he would be there
0: yeah they uh there's this little kid holding a balloon that is Mr Satan's head, which is perfect for a balloon like I'm going on the official record because of the way his hair works it's perfect for one of those like um those cellophane type balloons uh it was it was perfect you have to have seen the thing I guess but it because of the way his hair is is drawn it's a perfect circle a lot of the times yeah. so they just smack, right yeah. they just smack his face into the middle of a black balloon and it totally <laughs> works um but we do return to the saiyan pods which are unnecessarily i'm going to say swooping down and through the city and then a lake before finally arriving at satan's like there's certainly an, a quicker route that they could have taken you know be in straight lines and whatnot
1: well and better yet why can't Tarbell drive his ship
0: yeah Yeah, they do seem to be somewhat out of control. Um, Two figures emerge. Uh, One has a scouter and Saiyan armor and a tail. um, And his shadow is the spitting image of like OG Dragon Ball Z Vegeta, like first arrival on Earth Vegeta. Um, Everyone at the feast senses it. Vegeta even seems to recognize that key. Uh, They all go out there and they're shocked to see a Saiyan who Vegeta calls by name and introduces him as his brother, Tarble, which if you combine Vegeta and Tarble, you get
1: Uh, Vegetable,
0: yeah, Vegetable, which is what (laughs) their name pun is. It's so ridiculous,
1: and it's kind of funny too because he's just like, Hey, uh, didn't dad send you to a remote star because you couldn't fight? And Tarble's like, Well, yeah, but but I was on that planet and there were some bad guys that showed up. There's these terrible brothers named Abo and Kado, and they're terrorizing my planet. So I came to find you. And at first, I, I guess he went to Namek, new Namek, I would suppose, because some random Namekian tells Tarble yeah. that Vegeta's on Earth. Yep. Can you imagine the poor Namekians, like some dude that sh- like, looks just like Vegeta, shows up demanding to know where he's at? They're like, yeah, bro, he left. He's not around here. Like,
0: you get out of here, too. Like, who are you? <laughs> well, and I, you kind of get the sense that if they had reacted poorly to Tarble's presence, that they might could have killed him. Yeah. Because he's pretty. He's not he's not classified as a strong fighter, apparently.
1: Yeah. Which totally like I like that they do that. It explains away any reason we've never heard of Tarble, because I can totally see Vegeta and King Vegeta both being like, yeah, that's not like he's not my son. He's not my brother, you know, just that like Saiyan pride embarrassment of the Saiyan that can't fight isn't powerful and is a prince technically.
0: Yeah, it's almost like this weird reverse situation from what Broly was. Like, they exiled Broly because he was too strong, and they basically exiled Tarble because he wasn't strong enough.
1: Yeah, or at least not to be a potential prince or king. Like, I think yeah. it totally makes sense that they would want their their weakling son gone. Like, he was just an embarrassment to the, the throne, you know?
0: Yeah, Goku turns to Tarble and asks how strong this guy is, and Tarble uses his scouter, and he's basically like, I don't think you're going to be able to help. Um, but Vegeta, uh, which is Tarble making the same mistake that Vegeta made early on in, in Z as well. They figured out that Earthlings or uh, in, in um, well, the, the fighters from Earth, including Goku, who was not technically an Earthing, um, had the ability to like hide or mask their power. And so Goku, to prove that point, uh, charges up to Super Saiyan and does the cool uh, scouter blow-up thing to Tarble. It does.
1: I like that. But it's also this flashy moment, too, because we've seen Goku transition to Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, even in, like, instance, like in the snap of a finger. He takes a solid, like, 45 seconds here just to show off.
0: Yeah, I, I said he makes an unnecessary show of it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a little much, uh, but he does it to make a point,
1: I think. And I, I enjoyed it. This was just kind of more of that, like, I would call it fan service almost. I mean, it's not TNA, but it's kind of like Dragon Ball Z fan service.
0: <laughs> it is a bit, um, but Goku or uh, Tarble re- re- reacts to Goku's power up and he's like, that should be plenty. And that's good because they followed me here. Uh, so, of course, Goku and Vegeta are fighting over who's going to handle them, and they keep like doing this silly thing where they keep putting their arm one in front of the other um, as they're walking slowly towards Tarble, and then Trunks and Goten offer to do it, and then everybody is saying, like, yeah, I'll help. So Goku comes up with the idea of drawing a radish out of the ground from his new crop of little brother, or from uh, his new crop of big brothers, um, and whoever draws the longest one wins. So Krillin pulls, and he's, like, struggling with all of his might, like, red, Uh, ascends from like his shirt line all the way up to the top of his head and he pulls down this like tiny little uh, radish. Everybody does a single frame fall down. Vegeta pulls like a chode, like it's really wide, but not very long. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Roshi pulls one that looks like a busty female radish, of course. Um, Goten yanks one out. That's the longest by far uh, and so far, but then Trunks gets one and, and it has like a tail and he whips it and like the tail comes out of a cliff like 100 yards away so he ends up winning
1: yeah which is a little much but that's okay they then all of a sudden notice that Tarble has someone with them and it's like this little kind of nondescript alien uh it almost kind of looks like the zenny i think is what they're called like the, the zeno yeah the zeno it looks no,
0: like, i know who you're talking about yeah yeah no the, the uh, two yeah. gods
1: that are like yeah, yeah. over everything now like they're the high they're their highest being in the dragon ball z universe i don't remember what they're called but it's one it looks of those like two, that. either
0: Zeno or Zenny.
1: Yeah, just not, like, blue. They're just, this, this being is totally white. And Tarble explains that that's his wife, which, okay. Like, I just didn't expect that, uh, and I like it. And it's so funny, because it leads to Roshi being like, what is it with Saiyans choosing strange wives? To which Bulma and Chi-Chi, of course, beat him up over. It was a great
0: little scene. Yeah, I think he dodges Chi-Chi's uh, but then Bulma wax him with yeah. like a shovel or something.
1: Not that not to ask if you noticed, but I, I realized, too, that there had to have used Tarble's like design to make the uh, Saiyans from Universe 7. Is that the universe they're from in the Tournament of Power?
0: I think we're Universe 7 or like Goku is Universe oh, 7. Oh, is he? OK,
1: because there's that other universe that has Saiyans that are all like super thin looking and kind of spaghetti like and Tarble reminds me of them.
0: Yeah, Kaba is one of them. Yeah,
1: Kaba, Khalifa, and then... Uh, Kale. Kale, yeah.
0: Yeah, That man, that stuff is so good. I, I really know. liked Kaba. Me too. In his interactions too. with Vegeta.
1: I would so. have loved to have seen Vegeta train up Tarbo a little bit like that. Yeah, that would have been
0: interesting. If, well, I, th- I don't know, he probably would still consider it a waste of time, because he makes no such offers here. <laughs>
1: no, he doesn't even really acknowledge Tarbo, like outside of saying hello to him at the beginning. After that, I don't think he talks to him.
0: Yeah, and he bows politely to Tarble's wife, and that's about it. Yeah. Abo and Kato arrive, and they're these short, squat, stout aliens. One's blue and one's red. One has one little spike on top of his head, and the other one has two. They are wearing uh, what we would colloquially refer to as Saiyan armor, Um, but Vegeta calls it out as um, uh, like members of the Frieza Force wear this stuff. And then you have like everyone treats the opportunity to fight them like this game. And so they they're telling Trunks that he's got it. Well, Trunks is like walking up with his little child swagger. Yeah. Um, Goten ends up joining after Goku like tricks Vegeta and uh, uh, Vegeta says, no, my sons should be enough. He'll handle it. But then Goku goes ahead and gives Goten permission anyway. It's kind of like this strange, like, go ask your mom and then whatever. Just go do what you want. Yeah. uh, Situation. Um, But they're Kato are kind of insulted because they sense these low power levels with their scouters again. Uh, And he goes and puts one one of them puts their hand on top of Trunks's head and Trunks just floats up against it um, and then punches him like one time in the gut. So both Goten and Trunks just one shot knock these guys flying backwards, gasping for breath. And everybody's (laughs) everybody's chilling, watching, like relaxing, like they're watching like theater in the park. And Zulong's walking around peddling snacks like he's a vendor. It's like they're watching
1: kids play baseball in the backyard on a nice summer day or something. Yeah. I and also is... really
0: liked too, that
1: this shows off Trunks and Goten's personalities and their lineage perfectly because Goten like bows to his enemy yeah. and starts the fight whereas Trunks is immediately hot-headed and, and like has that huge ego and is ready to blow this guy's head off, you know.
0: Yeah, this is where they say that Abo and Kado are around Frieza's strength um, that they ranked close to the Ginyu Force back then. Um, but yeah, they're, they're all just watching these two children, uh, beat up on these two squat looking dudes. So the two attack in earnest, um, Abo and Kado do there's quick flurries. And then they recognize that the boys' skills are pretty darn good. So they use their own version of multi-form.
1: Yeah, it's uh, pretty neat. They have, like, six or seven versions of themselves, and this kind of trips the kids up. It seems like they've almost forgotten how to sense power, which kind of makes sense. I mean, I feel like Trunks would have been trained over the last two years with Vegeta. I, I have a hard time believing that Trunks fell this far after having fought in Boo, but it's okay. I I don't mind it too much. So they end up getting a little bit of help from Gohan, who basically tells them like, hey, you got to follow their key. And then once they picked it back up on that, they're able to take out Abo and Kato with relative ease, which causes the two of them to decide to fuse and become this one strong being. And so they do fuse and they kind of turn into this like catfish looking thing.
0: Yeah, there's like a swirling purple tornado. And then out of it comes this towering purple monster man Greater than the sum of its parts, like it's massive relative yeah. to the boys now, so much so that the boys fit into the palm of his hands. And so he just grabs them and is flying around, smashing them and dragging them into everything uh, before using a like a spin cycle to throw them into a cliff, which it, at that point, the boys decide that they need to fuse.
1: I didn't look this up, but did their fusion get a name?
0: Like, you know how
1: there's like Tanks, and then there's, you know, Vegito or gogeta depending on how they fuse i didn't look this up are they called avocado because that i mean i'm sure that's gotta be what it is
0: so yes and no so the the boys make fun of uh abo and kato's fusion and they call it avocado um but when they fuse they're called something else i'm trying to find it in my notes um shoot uh because they there is a canonical name for it um it's called Aka, Aka.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: yeah, I I don't know where that comes from, but also
1: known as maybe.
0: Yeah. I have no
1: idea. That's wild. Yeah. Well, we get a little bit of a canonical break here because the boys do decide to fuse. Of course, their first time doing it in a few years, they mess it up, they turn into rotund Gotenks, and then they just decide, like, oh, we'll redo it. So they de fuse and then immediately do it again, which I remember the fusion dance having like a 30 minute period or something like that afterwards where you couldn't do it. So I guess that's out the window a little bit, but that's okay, No big deal. We get go tanks. He's excited to get into this fight. And uh, it's pretty awesome because they effectively like replicate a bunch of the original z warriors moves so we see a wolf fang fist and then they they kind of volleyball attack this guy and they claim that's tn's attack although i don't really remember that Uh, and then they do a dynamite rolling thunder punch which i feel like is one of their moves like one of their og moves i couldn't remember though uh, yeah. So everyone at this point is like, all right, well, the show's over. I mean, they send AKA off into the ocean and Goku and Vegeta are standing there like, no, nope, we can sense their key. This is still happening. Piccolo's there, too. Uh, so everyone turns around. He comes back in to fight. Uh, and, and, you know, we uh, <laughs> it's funny because like he he starts to level up, kind of like throw. I, I called it destruction blasts in my notes because it kind of seemed like that purple destruction power that Vegeta is now displaying.
0: Yeah, the, he calls it the uh, energy wave. Wahaha, noha. Yeah, um, and he sh- blasts it, and uh, it gets reflected by Go Tanks towards the hotel and guests. So Piccolo deflects it with a special beam cannon, um, and then Aka says, "Well, you're not going to find the next one so easy to deflect." He charges it up differently, though, and he calls it the Super Wahaha Noha and fires it. And it's all of these beams. It's like a bunch of them. It's
1: like a firework. Like it explodes, and then more reactions come off of that.
0: Yeah. And then so uh, all these beams start to level the hotel. Uh, a large round building top rolls towards 18 and Marin, but it gets cut in half by the Destructo Disc uh, and Krillin. Yamcha saves Bulma and some animals. Um, and he uses his, I think it's just called the spirit ball. It's the little ball that he can control. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty cool because he actually does something really smart. I was like, God oh, dang, that was smart, Yamcha. Because instead of bringing the beam down into the building to create like a downward uh, downward thrusted debris, he sends it down into the ground and then up into that thing and kind of blows it up and away from Bulma and the animals, which I thought was pretty cool. And the animals are like Puar and Ulong. Yeah. <laughs> um, you even get Yajirobi cut something in half. Uh, Roshi is deflecting these tiny little pebbles from a bunch of women, <laughs> which is pretty funny. He's just standing over top of these, these I don't know, uh, probably servants of Hercules. Um, and he's just swatting away the little pebbles. It's um, just Roshi being Roshi, be honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. He's trying to get a Pafu Pafu in or something. He's, he's, yeah. He
0: wants a reward.
1: He's, he's going to expect something there. right? Uh, and then at the very end, Goku and Vegeta decide to step in and take out kind of this last destruction blast, and as they're going to do it, Goku's like, hey, Vegeta, look over there! And just takes out the villain. Like, one Kamehameha takes him out, and Vegeta's like, oh, that was Trixie. Blah. Like, I mean, there there's some fun little interactions here uh, in the background. Satan's new hotel is just totally destroyed, which sounds funny when you say that out loud. Yeah. And <laughs> in, in my notes, I just had insurance scheme question mark. Like he
0: totally <laughs> had to have known something bad was going to happen having all these people here. Yeah. If he was wise, knowing the company that he keeps in the proximity uh, by, uh, to which he lives with regards to them. Yeah. He, I would be insuring my stuff as well. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Videl tells him this is just a humility lesson from God. And, you know, it's funny because she's kind of making a promise like, hey, you got to stop. You got to cut this out. Uh, Satan says that they can, you know, rebuild it. And someone even recommends using Shinron to rebuild this hotel, yeah. which blew <laughs> my wish, mind.
0: Wish it back into yeah. its uh, fixed state. This is why
1: in GT, the Dragon Balls come back to, with a vengeance because of stupid wishes like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, it. that is kind of how that is explained. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Uh, Videl cuts
1: this idea off, though. She's like, no, that's not going to happen. Everybody's laughing. Vegeta's hungry. They decide that there's still food, so they're going to go eat it.
0: Yep. Uh, so Goku's belly rumbles, then Vegeta's. Uh, the, they, the food managed to remain untouched in all of the mayhem somehow. Um, Tarble's wife gets to see real Saiyans eating for the first time, and she is... Disgusting. She is guest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I really hated
1: the fact that they didn't have Tarbul sitting next to Vegeta chowing down as well.
0: That that yeah, would have been, been really that nice been a good little touch.
1: Ending. Yeah, I think I think so too. Just the idea that all Saiyans eat that way would have been awesome.
0: Yeah. You even have Abo and Kado munching down on some radishes. Um and then Goku, the, the end of the movie is that Goku takes two pieces of sushi from Vegeta, thinking that he was done. Um but Vegeta explains that he was saving it for last so to get back at Goku, he eats a couple pieces of pork from his plate. Uh, and then they were like, I thought we were friends. And she's uh, yeah. just like, you thought wrong. And then, of course, they are right up in each other's faces again.
1: Yeah. And a credits roll. So this was a really fun little OVA, man. Like, I I loved it. I thought this was a blast. I'm curious.
0: I'm curious to see what you rated this one. I'm going to give this one a five and a half. OK. Um, not quite a six, but it is super daggum fun. Like, it is it's just fun. Like sit down. It's entertaining as all get out, especially if you're familiar with the characters had some very goofy conceits to it. Uh, the humor was played up really well. Action was there, but it was comical more than anything. I agree. Um, So, yeah, I mean, it's, and again, it, it, it is showing that you can have a not cataclysmic or apocalyptic kind of threat in the Dragon Ball world. Um, and there still be a story that is enjoyable, uh, to be told and enjoyed. And so. That is one of the greatest merits of this OVA, in my opinion. So, yeah, highly recommended.
1: I agree. I'm going to give it a 5.5 as well. Uh, that's what I had myself. Like, no debate there. I loved this, this OVA. It was a lot of fun. And it, I think I said it earlier pretty well. If you enjoy Dragon Ball or Dragon Ball Z, you'll get something out of this. Like, there's a bit of slice of life. There's some cool power-ups. There's a good fight. For the most part, it's a, it's a fun fight. You get some throwbacks to the OGs. Like, there's just a lot to love about this one.
0: Now, you said that you read the manga adaptation of this. Where did you find that?
1: Um, I feel like I read it on like a manga app that I had several years ago because uh, I used to have an app. It wasn't shown in Jump. It was just some kind of like third party app that aggregated a bunch of translated manga. And I was reading through Super and they had it in there. So I-, I couldn't tell you what the name of that was off the top of my head. But I remember reading it and enjoying it.
0: Yeah, I wonder if it is in Shonen Jump somewhere because I mean, it like the time is. that I was reincarnated as Yamcha is in there.
1: Let me pull up the app real quick and I'll tell you if I find it. I do not actually see this in the Shonen Jump app anywhere. Which is kind of shocking, yeah, because they've got Dragon Ball that time I got reincarnated as Yamcha. Dragon Ball Z, Dragon Ball Super, Dragon Ball full-color Saiyan arc, full-color Frieza arc, and then just OG Dragon Ball. But maybe it's in the Super chapter somewhere. Maybe. I don't recall it being in there. I don't either. Uh, But I'm sure it's out there. I remember reading it unless I'm just totally making it up, which I've been known to do. So, you know, I may want to hunt it down.
0: (laughs) It it would be it seems like a neat thing to own.
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, But, you know, the cool thing about this, too, as far as timelines go, it feels like it could fit in. Like if this were part of the super show, I could see this being like episode one. And then that next episode being like four years have passed since, you know, what (laughs) this episode like it feels like it fits right in.
0: Yeah, it definitely is one of those, you know, their lives take place off screen. This is just one of those times where, we were there, where they were like, let's revisit this space of time and see what happens. Yeah. Uh, and that was it was really cool. It's a good idea it was well. Executed animation was great. Um, and like I said, the writing and the presentation was killer as far as the tone. Um, so, yeah, uh, Yo the Son Goku and Friends Return. Thumbs up. Two thumbs up.
1: For sure. The only thing I did think was kind of weird was that if Goku was going to go show off into the Super Saiyan mode, he should have just gone all
0: the way to Super Saiyan 3. Like yeah, that would really blow
1: Tarble's mind, you know?
0: Well, would it have? Because I I got the sense that Tarble couldn't sense Ki. That's why he was relying upon the scouter. So. He probably
1: can't even conceptualize how powerful Vegeta and Goku are. That's yeah. that's really funny, because as far as he's aware, the Saiyans probably have a relatively low cap, like he may still think King Vegeta is probably the strongest at like 12,000 or something, you know? And yeah. The idea just... of, like, he may not even realize what he did going Super Saiyan. He may not know the Super Saiyan lore or something.
0: He doesn't ask any questions about it, but my point was that um, Super Saiyan 1 was enough to pop a scouter. Sure. So, like, Super Saiyan 3 would have been just been overkill to no discernible end, because Tarbo would just been like, I guess you're. I guess you're more powerful. You definitely have more hair. <laughs> like, does hair?
1: That would have been a perfect way to like pose that question too. Like, wow. So we grow hair when we get more powerful. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Isn't it like the only time that Saiyans grow hair? In in one of their weird lore bits that their hair doesn't Doesn't grow. grow. They're just born with it. Yeah, because I
1: remember that being a thing when they come out of the time chamber. Bulma says something like, Vegeta, can I cut your hair? And he's like, you stupid winch! we don't grow hair. Like, I remember him being (laughs) really aggressive about it for some reason.
0: Don't in Super, don't they grow beards at some point? Uh, Or or am I imagining that? I don't think
1: it's in Super, but in GT, Vegeta gets a mustache. Oh, yeah, that's definitely true. Yeah. Now, it makes me wonder, was Nappa always bald? Like Was he just born bald? Uh, I can't remember because he's shown with hair back yeah. in flashbacks with like with child Vegeta. Yeah, so they so must then, yeah. go bald like they they must have balding traits. I just want his like chin hair to grow when he goes Super Saiyan. I've seen pictures <laughs> yeah. of that out there. Yeah, it's I was so going to say that art is out there for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that'll probably wrap us for Kyle cinema today. What do you think?
0: It will, um, and we will be covering Fusion Reborn, but not in two weeks. Um, our day jobs are getting the better of us uh, here at the beginning of June, so we're going to take a one cycle break. Um, so there will not be a new Kyo Cinema that goes live on Monday, June thirteenth. Um, however, if you continue to listen to the AMP, we will we will not miss a beat with regards to that particular podcast. But Kyo Cinema will take a one cycle break. We'll be back on June twenty seventh. Uh, where we will tackle Fusion Reborn as we near the end of the Dragon Ball Z movies. I think we only have one more after Fusion Reborn, maybe two.
1: Uh, I think we've got more than that. We have uh, yeah, well, Wrath yeah. of the Dragon. Yeah, that's true. Fusion Reborn and Wrath of the Dragon, and then we have Battle of the Gods, uh, which is super. It's not Z. So yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. So that'll be, fun. We're, we're
0: nearing, we're nearing the end. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, yeah. Two more but, Z know. movies
1: and an OVA with one piece. It looks like that I've never heard of. So that'll be interesting.
0: Well, yeah. And that's, it's assuming that we can find it. Um, <laughs> Cause it is a Dragon Ball Z offering. I have never seen it. I have no idea if it exists for free on the internet. So we'll see, but we will, uh, we will let you know uh, at the end of future episodes, just like we do um, now that the next thing will be this and either we get to that OVA because we found it and can point you towards it or we don't and we just skip it and go on to the next thing
1: sounds good to me well we'll see everyone in a week for AMP and two three four weeks for Kyle cinema
0: (laughs) (laughs) see you guys